Welcome on in. It's your boy KV coming at you from my Saints and Center studio right here in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And I'm welcoming you to another episode of the Ken Valdez Approach. We are going to get right on into it this week, my friends. I am so happy to have this man as our special guest this week. I'm talking about a buddy of mine that I've known for 23 years. His name is Marty Schwartz of MartyMusic.com. Now, if you're a guitar player, chances are you know Marty Schwartz. And if you're not a guitar player, there's a pretty good chance that you know who Marty Schwartz is, too. This guy is an internet viral YouTube sensation. Millions and millions of views. In fact, I'd like to refer to Marty as the world's guitar teacher, because that's really what he is. He's, he's that guy, one of the most popular guys on the internet as far as teaching guitar is concerned. And, man, he's a great guy, and he's a tremendous player. So we're going to go ahead and get on into this right now. So sit back, relax, enjoy this episode. But as always, I'm going to start things off with a song, so I hope you enjoy it. It's the Ken Valdez Approach, everybody. Let's go here. This is a final season, baby This is the let's go around, child This is the sacred planet, yeah Oh, this is the gathering ground, yeah. We're gonna fly a tie, sink or swim Watch me kiss that ground, that holy ground, yeah. See you tear it down, 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 down. Well, I want you rather with me. Lord, I want you right there by my side, yeah, yeah, yeah. Feel the world when your body quivers. After your heartbeat next time We're gonna buy your tie Sink or swim Watch me kiss and drown that holy ground Yeah, yeah See you tell
is the final season, yeah. This is the let's go round. This is the sacred planet, yeah, yeah, yeah. All along, this is the gathering ground for worlds across the ages. guitar what'd you say that's a gorgeous guitar thank you oh this old thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah man yeah wow uh, it's so fun the sg it's so light you know right but you still get you still get the grit the you bite. still get the grit in the moit in the, in the, in the, grit in the, the towns the towns the towns yeah no but i'm up in my uh bonus room my dad cave uh i, so I know i, I know that guitars. well <laughs> Some guitars that stay up here, and then, and then uh, down in the in my garage, I have a little studio set up there where I do a lot of the lessons. So some of some of my favorites are down there. Some of my favorites are up here. Spread them out a little bit, but it's always fun. This one's always waiting for me up here. Fun guitar. That, that's a fun guitar. And then I see another one hiding behind you. Oh man, look at that! Look at that! Got the left ball and the three thirty-five, and then you got the. Oh, I got I see the strat, and you know me, man. I'm a strat guy through and through. Yeah, yeah, that's actually a, a, a Brazilian, cheap, really cheap Brazilian strat style guitar called a Tajima. Dude, I know those. Yes, I really, actually like, really enjoy them. To be honest with you, yeah. I mean, if anyone, it's funny they they've gone up in price the last year and a half or or, or two years. They haven't been in the U.S. long. Um, but uh, yeah, I just, it's like the ultimate, I mean, it's, it plays a lot better than a Squire. And when I got it, oh, that way. <laughs> oh, I'm confused. When I, when I, when I got it, I got it for the same price as a Squire, but oh. it, uh, definitely higher quality. But now yeah. I'm not sure like where they fit in the, uh, 
in the price of things. Uh, but yeah, not for Tajima. Um, you know, I know you're a Strat I got some, you know, I got some Strats I really love. I got a Tele that I've had, you know, since I knew you in Santa Fe, New Mexico. So I still right. have that. Oh man. Um, but yeah. I've been, but I've been working with Gibson for like two years. So, um, I'm not prevented, you know, from playing uh, other guitars and I'm doing specific things to promote Gibson. Um, but yeah, just naturally I've always liked the 335. Yes. Um, and then, so now I'm getting to play around with, uh, with some of their other uh, guitars, you know, another guitar that that goes back to the New Mexico days, and I don't know if people know that you and I know each other from New Mexico. Oh yeah, but, we'll we'll get we'll get on yeah. into that for sure. But um, but I, when I worked at that music store there, the Candyman, there was a yellow, a TV yellow, Les Paul Junior with P90s in it there that I used to always play when I worked there, and it was like one of those like dream guitars, right. But when it finally got to the time where I could afford like a really nice guitar, if I had to choose between, and I could only get one, then I would get the 335 versatility over that yes. Les Paul uh, uh, Junior. But now I have one. So I finally got Super one only sweet. this year uh, with the with the P90s, TV Yellow, the whole thing. Oh. So that was pretty, yeah, that was pretty exciting. And P90s? Right. Oh man! If, by the way, anyone else, any guitar players out there, the, uh, you know, if you're in a little rut, obviously you can always practice new things. But just like switching to a different kind of pickup guitar, like if you're playing Strat all the time, and you're just looking to break things up, grab a Les Paul. But even I think even more exciting is grab a P90 pickup guitar. Yes. Really, it really kind of inspires like a different sound out of it. So. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's so interesting when I think about it, it's, it's very much, you know, the, uh, in between, between like those single coils and, and full on humbuckers. So you get, I think that's how they're described. Right. But it, I mean, it's just, I don't know, you get, you get the goodness of both and it's so, it's its own unique character. It's its yeah. own unique thing. And you know, I, yeah, I, I love P nineties, man. I love P nineties. It's so hard for me to, to break away from my single coils, but you know, as of late, I've been doing the, the whole hot rod thing where it's two singles and, and a, a bucker in the bridge, you know, PAF in the bridge. And I've been loving that so much because I've been I've been trying to trying to be a little bit more inspired, you know, as yeah. far as, as tones what, go. What single coil pickups do you like? You ready for this, man? I'm gonna I'm gonna shameless plug because these guys are the baddest. This guy is the baddest of all time. His name is Ted Vig. Ted Vig from Vig Guitars here in uh, in uh, St. Paul is where their their shop is at. But Ted is this amazing luthier who went into the to the whole uh, uh, pickup game maybe a, a year or two ago. You know, not not too too long ago. And uh, yeah, I guess it's been a couple of years since I've been playing them because you know the whole pandemic thing. It's so weird right. how like a whole year of your life just kind of gets lost. Um, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like when I think of something that was six months ago, it was actually a year and six months ago. Right. Exactly. That's <laughs> totally right. Yeah. So Ted Vig um, started doing these pickups, and man, he's the way that he is with his his you know taking care of guitars and and repairing, and he's such a, a he's I don't know his attention to detail is amazing. And his ears are fantastic. And, you know, he's one of the most honest people I've 
ever met in my life and very kind. And the thing is, is you take all of those amazing aspects of him as a, as a, as a luthier and you put those into pickups and that whole meticulous side and, and man, he makes the most unbelievable pickups I've ever heard. So they're pretty much in all of my guitars right now. My favorite, my favorite, and you can go, and this is for everybody out there that is uh, looking for some kick-ass single-coil pickups. And if you're looking for my favorites, they're called the Sparkle Casters. And um, I don't necessarily know what he modeled them after, but damn, they sound good. God, they sound good. Yeah, those are my favorites, man. Nice. How are the uh, how are the venues doing where you live? Closed for the most part. Um, there's, you know, there's some, there's some like restaurants and things opening up here and there, but uh, I've been, I've been, you know, keeping away. Um, how do I put this? It's, I, I, we've gone a year, right? We've gone a year and, you know, my whole, my whole uh, train of thought is making sure that my family is safe, making sure that, you know, I don't know if you know this or not, but my, my boy, you know, um, is immunocompromised and, and, um, you know, and family and stuff. It's just like, I just, I, if we got a year, I'm going to wait a little bit longer to make sure that this is all right. And, you know, yeah. I don't, I don't want to, I'd hate it if we went and played somewhere and somebody got sick or God forbid I got sick or my band got sick or I just don't know how I deal with that. So yeah. I'll just, uh, it's, it's airing on the side of caution, man. Yeah. What about you? Cause where, where are you, where are you these days? I live in uh, North San Diego. Um, I mean, it's easy to say like the Carlsbad area. It's like where Legoland is and like, People kind of like, you know, it's on the coast, but I'm inland. I'm in a place called uh, San Marcos, but okay. it's basically north. I mean, San Diego's huge. Um, so I'm just, you know, I grew up in Orange County, north of San Diego. And then I ended up in a band, uh, you know, 21 years ago that was in San, San Diego based. So Is I kind of ended up monkey? about, yeah, Wise Monkey. Yes, thank yeah. you. <laughs> but yeah, so I ended up uh, about halfway you know, between proper San Diego and Orange County, which is, they, they call it North County here. Um, but, you know, I work from home. Uh, it was a little weird. Uh, I had a, I've had a couple studios. I've been doing the YouTube guitar lesson thing for 13 years now. Uh, God, that's I've known you a lot longer than that. But, yeah. um, but uh, you know, I, I've had a couple studios in those 13 years, just, you know, that I rented like little industrial spaces basically sure. to make videos and stuff. And I have, I'm a, I have kids too. And back then, you know, when they were smaller, it was harder to have the, the, you know, the ability and the quiet to make the videos and stuff. But, um, my lease was up, uh, on my last studio that I had. And it was, it was about six months before the pandemic. And I wasn't sure if I was going to renew the lease or, but now my kids are older and they're in school all day. I could like have like that quiet and peace to like concentrate during the day at home again. So I was kind of trying to figure out what to do. I just decided to, uh, to try and work at home again. And then six months later, the pandemic hit. So I was like, kind of had like had six months of setting everything back up at home right? and working at home. And then all of a sudden there was no, you know, although if I had the studio, I could have worked there cause I was the only one there. I, I don't work with anybody, but, um, but yeah, so I kind of like fell into the, you know, 
uh, isolation and working from home before it happened. So I was kind of set and ready to go. Plus what I do naturally, you know, fits well. Um, so like as far as my career and job and everything I was doing, the pandemic didn't really affect it per se. I mean, it did in the sense that I work in Nashville so much and I have resources there that I haven't been able to use. So like, you know, like production help and stuff, I've had to do a little more stuff at home. Um, you know, put my own wigs on when I'm, uh, making a com comedy, uh, uh, ad. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen those, but, uh, yes, yes I have, <laughs> you know, I don't get, I, you know, I have to put the wig on myself et cetera, set the camera up, set the camera up myself, et cetera. How do you choose the wigs? Man, I get great help. I get great. Help. I, my, my network that I work with, they're based in Nashville. They're called Maiden Network. And uh, they actually handle some humongous YouTubers, much bigger, much larger than I. Um, but, dude, they help me so much. Like, they, they help plan things out. They send me Amazon links for stupid wigs. and <laughs> They help get, me plan everything. Get yeah, they're these. Really, <laughs> yeah, they're really organized. Um, That's amazing. I'm a little looser, you know. And right. My wife's the organized one in, in the family. So, uh, uh, right. But hey, I'm an improviser by by trade. Right, exactly. Well, let's talk a little bit about this, man. So, like, I I did the math. I did the math, and I figured that it was 23 years ago that we hung, and and I was, uh, you know, learning my modes from you and. Um, yeah. I'm still practicing the modes myself. I, I am too. And I, I just don't know if I'm getting any better at that. <laughs> but, um, I mean, I think that there, this is going to be kind of fun because th these are things that we can, we can certainly talk about, especially, you know, for other guitar players that might, you know, um, be wanting to learn some stuff and like, I'll, I'll put it this way. So let's, let's go back in time here. So I meet Marty and, and Marty and I are in Santa Fe, New Mexico and Marty is a gigging, you know, gigging guitar player. And he is just an absolute beast and a total funk master, man. This guy <laughs> is so damn funky. Thanks, and it man. Was, yeah, and it was always so much fun to watch him play. And um, fast forward, you know, all these years later, like from, from little Santa Fe to where you are now, like there, there wasn't necessarily a doubt in my mind that you would be, you know, an extreme success at what you do because you're that good. Oh, but I mean, you know, we didn't really know what YouTube was or, or it hadn't even come out like when, when, you know, when we had met. So I guess what I want to know is from the time that you were in Santa Fe, granted, you know, there's, there's, there's a ton of stories and a ton of years between then. How the like? How did you end up doing that? Where did you get the idea yeah. to go online and and get yeah? No, I, I'm I'm happy to try and lay it out, but uh, you know, I I'm still nostalgic for that time in in Santa Fe. Um, you grew up in in Santa Fe, right? I was born there all my life. You were born there all your life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I went there for college. So I was I was there for about six years of my life. I went to college. And then before I even graduated college, I was able to start playing in some bands and like pay basic rent and pay bills and, and all that without really having to get like too serious about what I was going to do for a job, you know? Um, so I stayed there a bit. Um, 
But if you were to, you know, uh, ever since, so like I graduated college in Santa Fe in 97 and I immediately started, um, you know, I was already playing in a band there, a little funk cover band, the function, and it evolved and you ended up playing with a lot of those same guys as well. You know, it's a small little town. Right. Um, but man, oh, shout out to Willie McGee. Shout out one. to Willie McGee. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta give a shout out to Willie McGee. Always. Um, keeping it real forever. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, oh, but so, you know, ever since that nine, 1997 out of college, I was playing and I was like, well, I could start trying to teach guitar because I just was obsessed with guitar. Um, and so then eventually it was kind of like, okay, Santa Fe's the small town. My family's in California and you've got LA and New York. And those were kind of, especially back then, it was like, if you really wanted to see if you could hang or if you could make something happen, it would be wise to be New York or L.A. And since I was already kind of from L.A.-ish, right. it just made sense to go back. I had fam My family was all there and, and everything. So uh, 98, moved back to California and just started uh, trying to get students trying to get gigs, trying to meet musicians, networking, just doing all the normal stuff. And I eventually got into a band that you mentioned called Wise Monkey Orchestra and right. played with them and did some touring. And then that led to me playing in different, you know, Southern California related bands and gigs and teaching guitar during the day. Um, in 2005, I randomly, and I already had a child at that point, but in 2005, I just randomly fell into teaching elementary school music. Um, there was a local elementary school. Their teacher quit and they were desperate. And so I found myself doing that and it kind of turned into like a, a real life version, not as entertaining, but a, a real life version of like School of Rock. Jack Black was one of my heroes, especially in School of Rock and Tenacious D. So right. I just kind of fell, fell into that. And then in 2008, the economy crashed. And I got laid off from that job. And right during that time, I had started for some of my good students, I started making little video clips for them and putting those clips on YouTube because uh, YouTube at the time, I mean, during that time, so let's call it 2008, um, you know, people were starting to make video with their computers and, and their phones and whatnot. But you couldn't like email a video. You couldn't text a video to somebody. Right. You couldn't do that. And I had a, a baby daughter. And so when she'd do something cute or take her first steps or or just do all the little moments um, that I wanted to share with like my mom or my parents, I was making little clips and putting that on YouTube to just, you know, to host the video so they could see them. And that was 2005. That was the year YouTube came out. Right. And so I had an account. And I was using it for family videos. Like I thought of it as a hosting site for sure. my own videos. And then one day I had a student, you know, cut to more like 2008. I had a teenager high schooler student who didn't practice for the like third week in a row. And I was like, all right, I'm going to make a video clip right now while I'm here. And I'm going to, uh, of what you need to practice. I'm going to put your name in the YouTube title so you can find it. You know, I wasn't trying to reach people. I was just trying to make it for this one kid. And I remember the song. It was Fire by Hendrix. The kid's name's Colton. Um, 
he's married now, you know, and everything. It's a long time. <laughs> uh, but I still remember it because I have this little light bulb moment where I was like, wow, you know, that was pretty easy to make that quick little clip. I could have an edge over other guitar players if I just start collecting little clips for all my students. Right. I feel like that's something that is unique to the time. People weren't, I mean, totally normal now, but at that point I was just like, oh yeah, I got an idea. And then also if uh, like a music store would call on a referral, like if someone called me and it was like a blind call saying, oh, we're looking for a guitar teacher for our son or, or whatever, I could also tell them, oh, you can go onto my YouTube channel and see like my style of teaching. Sure. And I always felt like that would help me. So I was just thinking real short term innovations, just the next possible step. There was no grant. You can't plan, you know, a lot of the, the those cool little life changing things. Like, I don't think you can really, if you planned it out, I don't think it would happen. You know, like I had to like, first of all, I definitely had to get laid off and be desperate, you know, cause right. I was working so much. I didn't have free time to reinvent myself. So getting laid off was an amazing thing to happen. Um, so I'm grateful for that. Um, but no, I was just, man, I was just trying to hustle, hustle up some students sure. to pay the bills. And I it just, I had just a, blew up. It just, I had a ba- it, uh, yeah, I'll, uh, basically there, I mean, there's, there's these little milestones that happen. Sure. Um, but one, after that, one milestone that happened, instead of me titling the video with the kid's name first, and mind you, this is still pre making a living at YouTube. This is like just me out in the wild, <laughs> out in the open <laughs> waters. Um, but I do remember I titled a video. It was, uh, man, I don't, even, I don't even know if I remember it now. Uh, Mississippi Queen, yeah. Uh, Mississippi Queen. Yeah. Uh, so I was teaching a kid Mississippi Queen and because it, it was popular in Guitar Hero. Um Guitar Hero was right at that same time. So oh, that was yeah. actually an important part, I think, of the of what happened. Had nothing to do with me, but Guitar Hero and connecting to YouTube and the younger generation searching things on YouTube. Um, but basically, I remember I titled that video, not even on purpose, just random. I titled it How to Play the Intro to Mississippi Queen for Chase the Kid. Right. Instead of Chase Kid Guitar Lesson March 11th, right? right? Which was very boring and I was just doing that to organize them. But for, for whatever reason, I wrote how to play the intro to Mississippi Queen for the kid's name. Sure. And that got like a couple hundred extra views. It got a couple hundred views. So, and I knew it wasn't that kid. So I was like, oh, okay. More people found it because of the title. So then I started doing clips and doing like, you know, Jimi Hendrix, Led Zeppelin, The Beatles, you know, and those started getting more views. And then I was like, oh, okay, that's something. And I was like, but how do people, how are other people making, are people making a living at this? Like, what would, what can I do to, you know, I'm starting to get just a few hundred views, man, not nothing crazy. But what, you know, what do I do? What's the next step? And, oh, can you monetize the channel? No, you can't really do that back then. So I was trying to figure it out. And uh, just through seeing what was out there it seemed like oh some people how hard is it to make like some dvds you know to sell 
of sure. lessons. So it, that was just kind of like I kind of fell into that. And then so there was a whole phase of lots of YouTube and then kind of converting to selling them guitar lesson things. Sure, like, like via and, DVD you know, or whatever? or, or What? Like uh, via DVD or, or? Yeah, yeah. And so that was its own thing. And that was when I I didn't own, I mean, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to talk about certain elements of it, but, um, right. but basically it wasn't, I wasn't doing like something that was all mine. I was working in, uh, you know, in other words, let's just say, uh, you know, for the last five years, I've had the thing called Marty music. Yes. And I own that a hundred percent. I launched it. I started from scratch, you know, about six years ago. So from 2008 to about 2016, I wasn't like completely just doing my own thing, but I'll just yes. leave it at that. Sure. So, yeah. But so, you know, that was all navigating this new world, you know, we're all figuring it out as we went along. And fortunately, since I'm kind of like considered first generation YouTube, uh, you know, awesome. <laughs> now there's, these, you know, no, well, now there's these younger, you know, guitar people coming up and, and this and that. And, you know, it's, it's totally, ch I mean, it's amazing. One analogy I think of that's kind of funny is when I first started getting like real views on YouTube, but it was still like, you know, 10 years ago, mm -hmm. I'd go into like guitar center and they were kind of like vibe would vibe me, you know, like, like, uh, like, you know, it was almost like a vibe, like, Oh, how cute. Like you're not good enough to play out. So you make cute videos instead kind of vibe. Right. And no, no. I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying to, to today now YouTube is like, being on That's, big on YouTube is better than being like a yeah, quote unquote rock star or whatever. Like to my kids and their age, they're all about YouTube, man. Like they don't have any rock stars or musicians that they look up to. Um, so all I'm saying is like, yeah, not everyone vibed to me, but you know, that like guitarist competition vibe was like, I like, you know, and these people didn't even know that I how many gigs I used to play. Right, right. I knew you from gigging, you know, not from... Yes. No, and teaching was like... I always considered myself a guitar player yes. who taught guitar for part of my job. And let me tell, like, everybody that's watching, everybody that's listening on the podcast, like, Marty Schwartz is a phenomenal guitar player. Yes, he's a great teacher. You see him on YouTube. <laughs> but, man... Give him a damn solo in a band setting and it's over. It's <laughs> done. It's, it's like, man, Marty shreds and, and he's just, ah. Uh, you did, you were always, you were always so supportive of me, man. I, I really appreciate it. Well, I still, I mean, even to this day, I'm going to get into some more of this, man, because this is, yeah. this is really interesting. But I'd, you have a guitar there. Yeah. I'd love to hear you play, man. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that cool? Uh, I'm, I'm going to step aside here. I'm going to let you do your thing. I'll right. come back on in well, when you I, want me to. I'm going to play uh, off of what you were playing. How about that? So oh, dude, go for it. Here we continue the, uh, the, the, the communication here. Let's see. You got it. I know you're tuned down a half step. Yes, I am. Thank you. 
Awesome there, man. It was you know when I figured out that you're you're uh, playing a little Nirvana there for two seconds, I swore that you were gonna uh, start playing Samba Pati. Oh, by, uh, by yeah, right. it's, it's the same thing. It's our or same position and everything. So, well, actually, if you talk about nir- the weird Nirvana uh, Santana connection, you, you, this one sounds the most like. Uh, well, honestly, like. <laughs> Uh, whenever I play a melody, a lot of times people say, oh, it sounds like Santana. So I think there's just, it's part of like, you know, how I, I play the guitar, you know, playing a, a humbucker guitar. But uh, the Nirvana, hold on, Nirvana and Santana. Mm-hmm. 
That's the that's the Santana lick. Now, have you ever uh, seen the Instagram page Chibson? Yeah, yeah you introduced it to me actually. Yes, we had we had gone uh, we had done dinner over at uh, at Surly when you were in town, and uh, you introduced me to Chibson. You were like, "You got to check this out. This is so funny." <laughs> well, I was just gonna say because I uh, I I I'm pr one of my proudest moments as I came up with one of the bits for Chibson, which was nice. uh, <laughs> which was the uh, Carlos Han Santanatizer. Yes. So when you say put it on five, say that five times fast. So when you put it on your hands like before, before you put it on you're like and then after you put it on you go <laughs> God, that lick, man. That lick. I love it. Did you see Santana at the Palace Soleri in Santa Fe? Uh, as a matter of fact, I never saw them at the Palo Soleri, but I may or may not have smoked pot with him outside of the Lamplighter Inn. Oh, with Santana? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was uh God his traditional his traditional herbs, his medicinal herbs. <laughs> yeah. I may or may not have partook of those medicinal We're not uh, telling libations. We're not Spirits. we're not telling. Gosh, back when I mean this must oh goodness. Yeah, I was I was quite the youngster then and didn't know what I was getting into. And you know, but those shows were legendary. He had played like, you know, three nights in a row or whatever it was. And that was like the thing to do every summer. And then he blew up again and became like massive, massive, massive. Yeah. The main, the mainstream thing. When did you start playing guitar? So I always kind of like dabbled in it, but I guess it wasn't until I was like 18 or so, okay. 18, 19. So like right, right before I, you know, I met you. I just started, you know, I always tell people I'm self-taught for the most part. It's like, you know, I, I sat and I tried to figure out, well, what goes where and why and what sounds okay without any, you know, rhyme or reason. This is the guy that, you know, introduced me to, to my modes and made me realize that. And I, I always use this analogy whenever I'm teaching and whenever I look at my guitar, it's like a giant jigsaw puzzle. You always say that. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's there's a point where you start going here and then that yeah. goes to there and there, you know. Absolutely. I always, to this day, 23 years later, I still utilize that, whether it be me teaching somebody else or when I'm playing and I'm, you know, soloing and I'm just kind of going, okay, well, here I am and this goes to here and this goes to here and this goes to here thank you marty schwartz it's like <laughs> you know <laughs> i have those moments still live where like you know i just i see the i see the uh, marty in there that's so cool did you know uh chris sherland absolutely yeah yeah okay yeah yeah i mean because he taught me everything gosh man and he's a he's a bad boy for oh, sure he's awesome yeah so he, he uh we reconnected um 
so that was my guitar teacher for anyone that's listening but um you know my college guitar teacher in santa fe new mexico amazing teacher player chris sherland uh but yeah we reconnected he's been uh do guesting on marty music that's fantastic well dude it's been fun to have him back who are your influences as a player because when you're playing just now i mean there's again i mean i just heard santana I don't right, know if right. Santana is like no, one of no, your guys, I, I know, but I know who it, I know like what I'm a combination of, like as far as like what I listen to the most. And I learned to play lead guitar along to the Allman Brothers. That's great. Yes. So that's like that, you know, uh, I mean, and Santana and Allman Brothers did use a lot of the same uh, like scales and concepts, you know, whereas Santana would do it a little more minor and. Almonds would do it a little more major, but I was like, just going to say, yeah, I mean, basically I, I, I played a lot to like Dickie Betts and, and, uh, uh, live, you know, live at the Fillmore East album. Um, so that's part of it. And then when I got uh, a little more experienced, I, you know, and I was, uh, kind of discovered, uh, uh, the meters and James Brown and like some seventies funk um, and so that was part of it. And then the classic Steve Ray Vaughan, uh, guitar hero, BB King thing. Um, you know, uh, and some friends get me, turn me on to like some of the old chess records. Yeah. Um, like Muddy Waters and stuff like that. Um, and then like Sly and the Family Stone, Jerry Garcia. So there, you know, there was a, I came, came up right during the jam bands thing. So that was like, you know, another part of it. And then right around that, you know, I don't know, 97 or 98, that John Schofield album, A Go-Go came out. Yeah. Wow. And so I, okay. I played it. I, you know, I, I grabbed a lot of those licks. So basically I feel like I'm kind of doing a classic rock blues thing that mostly was, uh, you know, from the vocabulary of the Allman brothers. And then I have little modes of my own, vocabulary that can go into a little bit of the Jerry Garcia thing and trying to do some John Schofield stuff. Sure. So like there's that Larry Carlton, Robin Ford, John Schofield, where it's like, it's funky, it's soulful, it's bluesy, but there's a little sassy vocabulary of jazz in there. Right. So I'm just trying to do that stuff. And then, (laughs) and then I've got the rock, you know, the kind of, you know, bluesy rock hero thing you know well what's awesome is uh, so last week we had kingfish on here yeah right and he's kingfish, awesome kingfish is ridiculous man and uh another uh another woman that we've had on here ali venable and it's like she's you know she's a young up-and-coming blues player too you know um a lot of these players and especially some that are younger this is this is amazing to me the second I like mention your name, like Kingfish was like, I have to watch this. I I know who Marty is. Are you kidding me? He's gonna be on. Oh, dude, I gotta watch this. I I, I you know I still watch him. That's Allie insane. Was, well, I, I love I love him. Uh, yeah, so man. If you're watching out there, where is it? Where are we? Oh, so, right there. There we go. You're the man, dude. Reach out. Yes. Reach out. Let's talk. Yes. You're awesome. I, I'm, and uh, I love seeing the younger. You know, it is weird. Like, I just kind of blinked and I was like an older generation guy. And I didn't, 
I was too busy working to realize when it happened, but, uh, but you know, I'm embracing it, you Dude, know, it's, well, I'm, I'm amazed because these people are just like, I, you know, it's this younger generation again. Yeah. It's like the whole, like, I mean, you just, you, you, you have that separation between like, I guess millennials and, and Gen Z at this yeah. point. Right. Yeah. And, my kids are Gen Z. So, right. So it's like all these Gen Z kids that are growing up on the internet, know exactly who you are so they're just like and even even you know the millennials and stuff too but it's yeah. like marty marty's gonna be on the show you yeah it, no me. that is mind-blowing because that's why i bring up like when i first started getting views on youtube how the vibe originally from like other musicians or the music world and youtube was very like oh that's like for people that aren't good enough to like do the real thing. I'm not right. saying everyone thought that way I, I, at all. Like I'm yeah. fine with it, but, but it's just interesting. I like the, the it's just changed completely. The pandemic changed it even more because yes. now musicians don't have even have gigs. Um, but no dude, it's like, I couldn't be more proud. I mean, the interesting thing is when you and I first knew each other, this job that I have didn't exist. Right. Um, so I couldn't dream of, having the job since it wasn't something that was that existed but now that i have it like i uh, i really like it more than any uh, anything i can imagine doing you know because i get to help people i'm still playing guitar it's super rewarding um i make a living at it i'm at home with my family i'm not touring um you know all those different elements to it is just like makes it incredible one guitar player that I met that learned like lead guitar from my videos. Um, so I would never say like I taught them, but my information was there for them to, it's always up to you and whoever it is. I mean, when I played even Chris Sherlin teaching me, ultimately it was up to me to play and learn. Right, he was there right. to guide me and show me, but it was yes. up to me and you to do the work, you know? Yes. So I don't take credit for, for it, but I'm so proud of like been part of other people's, journey and someone i met is a amazing guitar player uh female named uh Celise. okay um she works with gibson now which is amazing yeah. and she was uh she played with lizzo on snl yes okay yeah. sure that's her and yeah and she so, got it from you yeah so she's just a ripping blues guitar player and i i mean i don't know if it was like six years ago it was quite a few years ago like she was uh emailed me about like a login access or something, you know, it was like uh -huh. a customer service question. And she, and I was like, Oh yeah, I'll, I'll help you. No problem. And she's like, Oh, and by the way, like, here's my Instagram. And I learned, you know, from your videos, how to play lead guitar. And so I clicked on it and she was just like, just sick. rip, just ripping like super yeah. soulful. And just, you know, you know, it was all her but my tools and uh, I just couldn't be more, you know, just feel the, the power of that is, is so crazy, man. I'm just grateful. I'm so grateful. And, and it came about when I really didn't have work, you know? So even right. a product of like desperation makes it that much sweeter. And then five years ago when, uh, you know, it just, I didn't even like, I had to start over. I'm not, you know, I won't get into it any details but you know i started over and, and started marty music five years ago and at that point youtube and guitar on youtube there were always already a ton of people out there doing it and i had to start over so mm -hmm. i wasn't even sure where i would fit in after that so that was 
2016. And so now I'm here five years in and it's it's going really well. So uh, I'm just relieved. Well, relief is one thing, dude, but I'm, you know, just from a guy that's known you for 23 years, I'm so damn proud of you, bro. Oh, and I appreciate real, it, man. I'm man. proud of you. Oh, hell, dude. I mean, I wouldn't be doing this without your help. So nah, it's nah, like my pleasure, man. I mean, yeah. but, you know, I'm, I'm glad I was I'm glad I was able to help in any way. It was all you. But uh, but thank you. No, man. I, I you know, given credit where credit's due, <laughs> that's that's one thing. But I'll tell you, you have this great way of connecting with players, especially when you're teaching. Yeah. So this just seemed like such a natural fit. And I, I, you know, when, when, yeah. when the gigging was, was a little light out here, especially like, for example, like during wintertime, yeah. you know, I, you know, I, I didn't really want to venture out. And so yeah. I would, I would take on some students and, and, uh, you know, there were some that were, you know, that, that wanted to know more and wanted to learn more. And then there are others who like, you know, after I was done, you know, doing my lessons and getting back out on the road or doing whatever, they would ask like, Oh, you know, can you, can you do any more? Or, uh, so-and-so wants to start up, you know, where can we go to? I would always say, to be honest with you, go check out my buddy, Marty Schwartz at Marty <laughs> music. And they're like, really? Why is that? And I was like, because he covers everything and does it very well. So from beginner to advanced, he understands, but he has this way of teaching that is, it's it's very relatable it's very understandable it's very you know it's it's something that that, that kind of sticks with you and i'm living proof with that just like off of what we were talking about with the whole you know the jigsaw puzzle thing yeah i use that 23 years later into my career every time i pick this thing up yeah and whether it be me recording or whether it be me playing a solo on stage i have you to really thank for that you know, to, to, to understand my, my instrument that, that way. So, you know, in, in essence, like without you, you know, would I have figured it out? I don't know, but I'm glad I figured it out from you because it's stuck. <laughs> I'm glad too. Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, what is the trend that you're seeing right now, especially during this pandemic? Like, is are there more guitar players coming out? Are there less being that you're a father of, of, you know, kids that are, that are Gen Z, if you will. Yeah. Um, is there still, is guitar still relevant when it comes down to, to music or is it like all electronics? Like what have you seen within the last like few years, as far as that's concerned, especially for right. the younger folks? Right. Um, well, guitar fits into society different than up you know up till i mean almost the last 20 years you know it's it's been more of a uh seasoning than the than the main course right that's that's i and that's to paraphrase my friend tim pierce who's you know one of the most recorded session guitar players ever so that was more from 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 his perspective of seeing a change saying like yeah, like when people want guitar now, it's more like a little bit of seasoning on top. It's not the thing that was the ori- original demo. Right. You know, like old demos would be like, uh, you know, 
Uh, well, I don't know what I've been told. Got to slow down. You know, like guitar right. and vocals. Here's the demo. We're going to go in and record it. Now yes. it's always a beat, you know. Right, right. In a studio, etc. cetera. And uh, that's, uh, that's just things always are changing and, and evolving and guitar will come back and be big again. It's never going to be, I mean, honestly, like I'm talking about mainstream, right? But also pop culture is so splintered now into all these different little, cause we just have so much that we can consume, yes. but there's always going to be guitar. The other thing I know, at least like if I'm just getting selfish for a second, thinking about my career, like, oh, people not going to learn guitar anymore and I won't have a job anymore. I know I'm in, you know, my 40s and I know tons of millennials in their 30s who are absolutely obsessed with guitar. So I right. know like you and me for the rest of our lives, like there's always going to be people into guitar, even if it's not the mainstream thing. Um, but what makes it good for like my job also is that guitar will always, at least for the next 50 to a hundred years, guitar is always going to be, you know, the instrument of, 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 uh, the hobby instrument, right? Like golf, you know, tons of people golf who are never going to be a pro golfer. A lot most people that are never going to be a pro musician that want to play music, they're going to strum some guitar. Sure. So there's always going to be that hobby level that you don't get as much of with any other instrument. That's always really... going to stay with guitar. Yeah, Something I've been happy about, and it's not for you or me because we're older, but like younger stars that all of a sudden are like playing guitar in, in their music video or on YouTube. Like that just always makes me glad to see. And who I'm referring to right now is Machine Gun Kelly. Right. Who, who played uh, Tommy Lee in the yeah. Motley Crue movie. He was great <laughs> in that, by the yeah, way. Yeah, he was. Uh, he was. But uh, – you know, he was like a rapper. He would be called, you know, rapper, Machine Gun Kelly, this or that. And his new album, because I and I know this because I taught a few songs from it. You know, it's more of like a Blink-182 pop punk vibe. And he's playing like a pink guitar and he's just, you know, playing power chords, like, you know, punk rock kind of thing. And it was just like, OK, that's cool. Like he's playing guitar. I, I mean, the, we need people like that to keep playing. Um but yeah, I mean, we're just, we have technology, like my kids aren't into guitar at all. They're into technology, you know, and I accept that. But there's always blues dads, blues doctors, and blues lawyers, Ken. Right, there you go. They're we're going to be forever. okay. I call, I call them the blues dads, <laughs> you know. It's the guys that buy those, like, um, like Taylor Guitars has, like, a, a, they have this limited run of, like, a Koa acoustic and an accompanying koa ukulele and it was like right. fifteen thousand dollars you know <laughs> like, those are mine and they yes. sold them out they sold right. them out so, i didn't know so that so like, that's a that's a real thing mm -hmm. so so i was like yeah the blues doctors out there and the blues dads and the blues lawyers you know these guys uh even a little bit older than you and i who have money and and just love having guitars i mean who doesn't love that yeah right for i mean yeah. fortunately i play them you know, yeah, I can do no, that for I, a living, but I got but mine over really here, but my, my camera won't. Yeah. Mine are, mine are oh, there. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> and like, you know, I got the lighting, the, the whole, yeah. whole spiel there. Um, but yeah, guitar, it fits differently, but it's no one's fault. And I've never, I've never been busier 
with what I do. God, that's great. So I'm not seeing any like, oh God, it's all ending trends, you know? Like right. I, there were times where I thought that might be the case, but especially with the pandemic, actually uh, all the guitar retail companies, uh, Taylor Gibson, like Fender, I assume, like I think they all had like one of the best years of their of their history during the pandemic because people are buying guitars, you know, what are you going to do? Learn an instrument. I saw, uh, it was March a year ago that like my stuff went up like 40%, like compared to what it would have been like at a normal time. Uh, So I saw this huge spike and, uh, I'm still, and you know, slowly but surely people are getting back to the world a little bit. And even more so in the next three months, I think. Um, But uh, I'm still like, you know, definitely above what I would have been stat wise if it wasn't for the pandemic. Unbelievable. I'm also finding that there's a lot more females playing, which is awesome. That's always I mean, that's always something, uh, you know, I've thought a lot about since I fell into my opportunity here is, you know, trying to just get more females playing and and uh it's funny you know because i uh uh i'm not sure if you're familiar with the artist on my channel uh, Lindsay l yes it's, it's, dude wow she's, yeah, fantastic. she's fantastic super super great songwriter player she's got a great career going i mean i'm really lucky that she's willing to uh give her insight on my channel and i like that different energy and stuff yes but uh, you know, it didn't give me uh, it didn't give me more female views because she's attractive, so it actually got me more male views. <laughs> but uh, but nonetheless, I really appreciate having her and respect every you know her career and her talent, and she's super nice and right. she's just great. So, uh, but anyway, yeah, that was my you know, let's get like someone that the female empowerment look up to, and she's so legit, like she's so great. And, uh, you know, we're looking at the stats and it's like, okay, that wasn't what we were thinking, but uh, it makes sense. <laughs> sure, sure. It makes sense. I'm fine with it. But uh, but it was like, that's what I was <laughs> like, what? So do I need like a, a beefcake, like Brad Pitt looking guy to like beef guitar to get more feel? I don't know. Like call up, uh, uh, oh, I had a good, I had a, I had a good young actor in my, uh, in my head, but I can't think of his name right now. Uh, <laughs> damn it. it. It's fine. Some young guy. <laughs> just, yes. Yes. Oh, that's great though, man. I, again, dude, I'm just so damn proud of you. And I'm Thanks, just so dude. happy that you're just, you're just killing it, man. Thanks. You're well, so I hope, uh, I hope we can jam and see each other, um, you know, in the near future. You know, when I met, when I, it's the only, I think it, I think when I saw you a couple years ago, it was the only time I've been to actually like proper Minneapolis. Right, right. Yeah, because you were the, the YouTube thing or whatever. Yeah, and, and... so so actually that trip, uh, I collaborated with a YouTube channel based where you live called okay. uh, How to Make Everything. Right, I remember that. You played, yeah. you made the, uh, the junk guitar or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that was crazy, man. You guys got to yeah. go check out all of Marty's stuff because that was an that was an interesting episode. And, and, yeah, that was and from, I had uh, very little to do with like what was amazing about that video, but uh, right, you know, these guys went to a junkyard and found pieces and like 
crafted a guitar out of, you know, car junk. Um, and the, the rules were they couldn't use anything not in the junkyard. So you couldn't even put real guitar strings on it. They had uh, the cables that, like, pop hoods, you know? They're, like, long. Oh, wow. They had, like, cables tightening up. I mean, you could barely play it. It wasn't really playable, but I did my best. You know, they, they created a pickup out of the old car stereo. Right, right. Amp, like, the whole thing. It was very A-team to date myself, you know? <laughs> very A-team, very MacGyver. Yeah, very the A-team. <laughs> Not A-team, but the A-team. The right. A-team show. Wait, actually, let's see. Do you know? No. <laughs> What's interesting about that is uh, I love that. it's got to be the same person that wrote Magnum P.I. <laughs> I'm an 80s kid. I'm yeah, 80s dude. Kid. Yeah, no, same here. Same here. Uh, God, where it, is it? Uh, what was I even talking about? I'm thinking about the 80s. Oh, yeah, I know that one, actually. <laughs> a little night court. Uh, <laughs> 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 That's... Yes. This is awesome. Now the world don't move to the beat of just one drum. drum. <laughs> they the rough song. Oh Alan my god. Zick wrote the different strokes theme. Really? Yeah. Yep. Man, that's True crazy. Story. To- that is crazy. And I feel talk. like Alan Thick wrote some other themes. Oh, he wrote he wrote the facts of life also. He wrote the facts of life? Yep. God, that True dude. True story. That dude. And then he sang the uh, Growing Pains theme. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I, I keep... Uh, do you watch the show WandaVision? Did you see that? No. I, that's one of the ones that I actually want to start here real dude, soon. Yeah. What was so fun about that was uh, I just, like, it was a throwaway to me. I was like, those are two characters I'm not super passionate about in the Marvel Universe. Like, I, I was just like, you know, it's kind of like a throwaway thing and then it was really good so so anyway i enjoyed yeah. it well you're a star wars guy big star wars guy uh i've indoctrinated my both my kids into it yes uh they're part of the cults and uh no man we have so we have so much fun actually i well i will throw out the, my my newest star wars uh uh one of my proudest star wars moments is i i heard from uh tamora morrison who p- plays boba fett uh, he learned guitar from me, so uh, God. <laughs> I just have to throw that out what? there. What? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, wow. I saw this clip of him playing uh, Ain't No Sunshine When She's Gone. No like, okay, way. Okay, that's cool, that's cool. And then he, like, clicks on the looper and starts soloing over it. I'm like, oh, that looks a lot like one of my lessons, the way I taught it, because I did, like, an acoustic version of it. 
Right. And so I was like, man, I don't want to ever want to assume, but I have a pretty good idea that he learned that from me. And so I messaged him, and sure enough, he was like, oh, yeah, I'm a big fan. Come, That's you know, awesome. Have a and <laughs> so I'm gonna, I, eventually I'm going to be in the Bounty Hunter, uh, you know, we're putting a crew together. And uh, I can be, you know, part of the crew, so to speak. I want to be part of the crew. <laughs> I, you can be part of the crew. We need oh, a soul so- renegade. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Solo renegade. Solo renegade. There we go. Yeah, man. Dude, okay, before we get out of here, yeah, I have to ask because you just brought something up and I I I'm curious. What are your career highlights? Mm, wow. Man. Give me like your top top 3 career highlights for you cuz I mean, you have well, an, uh, your I, career is so interesting, man. It's you well, have such I, an issue. The the first one that popped into my head when I say career highlight, it was just one of those like full circle moments. And that was when I uh, got to play with Blues Traveler on stage yeah, and jam and trade licks with John Popper and like listening to them my senior year of high school, uh, me fantasizing about trying to be a musician or how cool that would be, like the fantasy of it. Right. You know, listening to Blues Traveler and, and Fish. And so many years later, I mean, this would have been probably seven years ago or something um they were playing in california so i got to jam with them and that was just like you know just oh okay i did that i dreamed of it so long ago you know 20 years earlier i dreamed of it and i finally did it so that so that was one another one just like uh, and i know a lot of people could definitely relate it was like when i uh because you know i was a struggling musician for so long with a family that like we had accrued a huge credit card debt. You could get huge limps back in the nineties. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, to be chipping, like, I mean, there was one moment in my life where I was just like, I am screwed, like debt up to the here and just no, you know, could barely even make the minimum payments on credit card bills. So one day, I mean, I had to chip away even after the, YouTube stuff happened, but I just, I do remember like that final, like going into zero debt, like finally writing that, that, that off. So that was, uh, that was a huge moment of just like, Oh, like I can support my family, you know? Um, so, so that, that was amazing. And then, um, uh, probably, I mean, every day something cool is happening, but, uh, I would say getting to do my own gig, like as Marty Schwartz, you know, um, that's great. which is not something I was, cause I'm not a singer or a songwriter. So it was not something I ever imagined doing or even having the opportunity to do. And these things have popped up where I've been able to do gigs under my name and people show up and, and, <laughs> and I get to put a little dream band together and stuff. So, so Did you play uh, the Iridium. Was that right? Did you do that? What? You went to, you played the Iridium. Yeah. Is that right? Doing that, doing just that, if I remember correctly. Uh, yeah, I've been playing the Iridium for for seven or eight years now. And it was like twice a year I would do like, you know, a show out there. God, that's awesome. Um, I didn't obviously because of the pandemic now, but right. the last one we did was the summer before the pandemic. And it was probably the best one yet. And I had the best crew with me of my friends that I play with. And I got to 
uh, treat them to a trip to New York. We had this high rise Airbnb with the overlooking the city. And Super sweet. Made the most of it. And yeah. man, I didn't know at the time, you know, that we weren't going to be able to do that just casually ever, probably ever again. You know, I mean, there will be gigs, but you know, just the, the carefree, like, Hey, let's go to New York. Woo. Right. Um, you know, so, so just being able to do that as a product or a result, of of the other great things is, is amazing and uh, you know as far as uh, i got to meet jack black so i mean so that was like and that was because of my career right right so that that tripped me out i've met him a couple times i'm not friends with him or anything but like you know he knows my name which is like crazy uh so you know a little thing like that i taught jason statham guitar <laughs> that's awesome you know, just little, you know, there's like little moments like that that just like you're not expecting. And it's just like a fun little like bonus experience, basically. Yeah, so, I, I, you know, I hung out with Sinbad a lot. Yeah, God, that guy's great, man. And I'm hoping he's on the mend right now. That's yeah, just, you know, uh, like I know they just want privacy. So, right, right. Um, you Good know, dude. not really in touch, but, um, you know, just out of, oh, and uh, I got to play with. Uh, saxophone player named Carl Denson. Yeah, Tiny Universe. Um, sure, man. That was really cool. I got to do a 10-day tour with him probably about six years ago, and he is in Sexual Chocolate from Coming to America. So right, right. Because he gets he's in the new one, too, Carl yes. Denson. And he gets a big sax solo at the end of the movie, like full, you know, zoom in on Carl Denson. So, and he plays in the Rolling Stones, too. So you got to... Sh- Rolling Stones and Sexual Chocolate, it's a good... Good resume. That's so funny, man, how small this world is. Cause you got Carl yeah. Denson. I got Tori Ruffin, who's with the time and and, and fishbone and sexual chocolate. So Yeah. yeah. That's right. <laughs> now do you did you uh have you crossed paths with Corey Wong out there? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. He's okay. uh man, talk about talk about a success story right there too, man. That does guy he still does. live in Minneapolis? Or? You know, I think that he's out in Nashville, if I remember correctly. Uh, I, I don't know if he made the move or not, but um, uh, he was out here for a while and and he was gone. I wish that okay. I was. I wish I was closer to him. I've always admired yeah. his playing, and right when we met, I God, I want to say that we met. Was it? A, it was maybe in God when we like actually met. We were at the a, a venue here called the Dakota. Okay. I'm trying to remember who it was well, that we well, saw. Corey Wong, Mark, Mark Latiri. Yeah. Um, uh, that guy, Mateus Asato. Right. Uh, those are guys are younger or millennials. Um, I'm sure Corey Wong's a millennial. He's got to be in his like early 30s, I think, right? Yeah, I, I, would, I would assume so. But, you know, those guys are younger than me. I'm older than you, Ken, so I'll just refer to myself. But I know those guys are, like, a good chunk younger than me and Kingfish as well. Like, so that right there just shows you, like, I mean, there's never been more talent. Uh, Brandon Niederauer, Taz. Yeah, Taz is killer. He's just incredible. Um, There's another kid that I know named Asher Belsky who's just incredible. He lives in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a kid that's on here right now, He and he just commented. His name is Jack Barksdale. Okay. If you haven't heard Jack Barksdale, he does Jack a lot Barksdale? more. Of the, yeah, he does a lot more of the acoustic thing. Okay. Um, to quote uh, my buddy Matt Sorum, he's the future of rock and roll. <laughs> but it's like he's God. How old is he now? Thirteen. Oh. 
13. And this guy right. is unbelievable, man. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I mean, there's just amazing talent out there that we now can all see very easily. We have access to see these these kind of freaks of nature. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, I I just I think it's really cool, you know. And but yeah, these people. I don't know Jack, but I hope you're well out. Oh, there you are. I hope you're well out there, Jack. <laughs> Keep just doing your thing, man. Yeah. Uh, someday you'll just be an adult trying to get a gig <laughs> yeah so yeah I know, I know guys like that <laughs> you know grown-up stuff so yeah. enjoy it now um yeah. but uh yeah no guitar guitar we're good for the rest of our lives that's guitar. awesome that's awesome you know brother i just want to thank you for being you like you you're amazing Thanks, at what you do you I deserve it so much i'm so glad we've been able to stay in touch and be yeah. friends for so yeah. long. Uh, I appreciate your friendship and, uh, likewise, you know, I'd love to see, I love seeing, you know, your passion and music for so long. And, and, uh, you know, I, I support you a hundred percent. Likewise, man. And I, I tell everybody this and I'm going to tell y'all again, if you guys want to learn, if you guys, if you guys are questioning, if you want to play guitar, if you guys are are thinking, you know, maybe I might want to do this, go check out MartyMusic.com. <laughs> go check out MartyMusic.com and enjoy because he's the real deal. He, he his way of teaching is fantastic. I guarantee you, thank it's, you, sir. It's 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 he makes it easy. I mean, the, the work is on you, obviously, but he makes it easy to learn and to understand. And man, like. I just, I just thank the world of them. So, oh, Marty, thanks, uh, Marty Schwartz, man, Marty Schwartz, and, the man. Any anyone who is watching, thank, thanks for hanging out with uh, Ken and I for a bit. Um, I tried to, you know, tell some different things and the same things I, same story answers I always tell. <laughs> 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 but definitely the New Mexico thing, man. I mean that that's something I don't talk much about. Not. Yeah, it just doesn't come up as long. Right, right. This was a right. long time ago, but like, I mean, I loved my my. I'm so nostalgic now that I'm like old with a gray beard and teenagers for kids, you know. Like, so I really think back now with such uh, love for my time there, and you're part of that. Those memories. So. Ah, thanks, man. That means a lot. And yeah, likewise, likewise. I've been out in Minneapolis for do, a while. Do you remember my orange van that I had? I want to say I do. I had yeah. a big giant orange seventy right. van. Yeah, yeah. No, with brown shag carpet inside. Yes, 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 yes. And you lived, man. Ah, uh, you lived, you lived downtown. Uh, I lived a few different places because I right. like had, was transitioning out of college. Right, right. But yeah, I, I had a killer little two bedroomish place near the plaza. And you could, there's no way, like. There's no way. I mean, I bet it's so expensive now, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's but, ridiculous, man. But it was a fun. It was a fun time. I met my wife there, um, and we're still married and with kids and stuff. So yeah, so I had that whole experience of going to college in New Mexico, meeting my wife in New Mexico, playing, learning guitar really in New Mexico, playing in my first bands for you know. I mean, I had some stuff in high school, but really playing for real. All that was happened. The whole thing happened in New Mexico. God, man, 
Yeah, yeah. Memories, memories for sure. Yeah. I hope to, I hope to, I hope to come go back and, and visit. Uh, not, not too many people I know are, are still there, but a few. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's always fun to go back, man. And I, I, I go there. Well, your, your family's there, right? My family's there. So I try and go back like maybe, you know, once a year and, cool. uh, and, and hang with them. But man, yeah, it, it's, even when you're there, that nostalgia hits you and it's like, you know, ah, I remember yeah. those days, you know, I'd like to see how it's changed and, and just, you know, go to all the little drive around and walk around just memory lane, basically. Absolutely, man. Well, if you're out there, let me know. Maybe I'll join all right. you. All right. All right. Well, there you have it. That's our episode for this week. I want to thank my special guest, Mr. Marty Schwartz of MartyMusic.com, the guitar teacher to everybody, the guitar teacher to the world. Man, me and uh, Marty go back 20-some-odd years. I'm just so grateful to call him a friend. And even to this day, I still learn from Marty Schwartz, and I urge you all to go learn from him as well. If you guys are feeling right now that you want to pick up the guitar for the first time and you want somebody to teach you, Go visit Marty at MartyMusic.com. He will get you started. If you are already a guitar player and you want to learn something new or if you want to get inspired with some new uh, ideas, go visit Marty at MartyMusic.com. He is the real deal, my friends, and he's just a great guy to learn from. Very easy to understand, uh, and, and man, he's, he's, he's a good good guy so go visit him martymusic.com i also urge you all to go check us out at our brand new patreon page www.patreon.com slash kv approach that is www.patreon.com slash kv approach you guys pick the price it could be two dollars it could be 25 cents it could be five million dollars it could be you know, $3. It doesn't matter. What you guys get there is exclusive content, exclusive merchandise, and you guys name your own price. Ultimately, what it does is it helps keep the bus on the road, so to speak. Helps us get guys like Marty Schwartz in on these programs and uh, keeps these programs coming out to you, which I thank you so much for your love and support. So there you have it. Until next time, my friends, be good to each other. Take care of one another. Bye-bye.